Welcome to Pro's Tinted Glasses. I'm Katie. And I'm Bailey. And we are here together today. Off to a wonderful start. You You know what? It's, you know, we're actually recording in the morning for once, um, which is very weird and unfamiliar to me personally as a bona fide not morning person. It's not even that early. It's like almost 10 o'clock and I'm like, I don't know what to do. It's lunchtime for me. I've been up. I'm like ready to go and I still can't get my shit together. I don't have an excuse. <laughs> it's okay. You can just blame it on me. I'm the one without my shit together today. Anyway, we're going to talk about Book of the Month today, the subscription service for books. Yeah, it is a subscription service for books. Um, I logged into my account to see how long I have been a member and was shocked. To, I tell you, shocked. That I have been a member since August of 2018. I did not hear of Book of the Month until like at least 2020, maybe 2021. I did. I I did skip like almost all of 2019 though. So I like I functionally have been a member for for less time than that. But that does explain why I have so goddamn many Book of the Month books. Yes, I joined in March of 2021. So it must have been something we talked about, and that I got like you know, ready to join when we started this podcast. I think I also made you use my referral so that I got a free book. Yeah, I mean, I I remember asking for referrals because I knew that Kelly and her mom also did book of the month for some mm-hmm. time. So I was like, does anyone still have a referral code? Why would I waste the chance to uh, get somebody some perks? Mm-hmm. And I will always take the perks. Yes. Yeah, so if you're not familiar with it... Book of the Month is a subscription service. It's uh, You can get it on the website or they have an app. And every month, up until this month, every month previous to March 2022, they have offered five main titles that you can pick from. And I think the, what the subscription is like, it was $9.99 and it just went up to $10.99. And then you could also get additional books as add-ons for previously fourteen ninety nine and now fifteen ninety nine. Yes. Let me see. And you could get I think up to two add ons. So my renewal was fifteen ninety nine in February and in March it was nine ninety nine. Okay, I had it I think I had it back words though i think it was renewal like your your monthly is always about 15 dollars, and i think your add-ons used to be 10 dollars. so i think i just had the numbers backwards yes i don't really know i the app is actually not that great at like explaining it and i'm only looking at the app right now <laughs> so because when i open the march one that only says 9.99 it says like one credit and then i bought an add-on so it's only showing the add-on price even though the renewal, whatever. It's not important. I've been a member for a year. I don't know how it works. <laughs> it's okay. We're all doing our best. Um, but anyway, it so it presents you with, again, previously five choices that um, from a variety of genres in, with an asterisk, but we'll talk about it later. 
And Same with the five books thing. That has an asterisk. Yeah, we're going to circle back to that after we talk a little bit more about our experience up till this month. But you can choose between five of the main books, and then they also have books that are not like their main picks, but that you can still order from add-ons. And you can also order like older books from older months, including older add-ons. And they have a whole section for like members' most loved books, where if you don't like any of this month's books, I think you can order like a most loved as a as a pick. Right. I don't know if that made any sense. It does. The add-ons are often just previous month's books if you didn't get a chance or decided based on, you know, the feedback from the previous month that you really wanted to try this this book and you can add it on for about $10 as established, which is a pretty reasonable price as these are hardcover novels that are coming in. Yeah. They're nice. I remember um, when One Last Stop was released, it was originally only released in paperback, but they had a hardcover through book of the month so i ordered my copy of one last stop through book of the month because i am a little bit of a hardcover snob right i'm not (laughs) so i went to the bookstore and had a whole ordeal that we don't have time for today trying to get a a copy of the book sure sure so um yeah i know a few of our other friends have had it for a little bit and maybe don't have it anymore but mostly it's just Katie and I every month at the beginning of the month. We're like, oh, hey, book of the month updated. Go, go, go. <laughs> and um, this is something that I, I think I probably will finally get rid of now. But I do also have a, a second book of the month account because you can only order like your pick and two add-ons at a time. You can only order up to three books. And there have been months where I wanted more than that. And they're just they're priced so well that I ended up getting a second account. So sometimes I will get like three books on my main account and three books on my second account. But the origin of the account, as so many things are, were to spite Bailey. Yes. So specifically, this was created because I did not enjoy Beach Read by Emily Henry. And this made Katie (laughs) angry enough that she needed to purchase a copy of it, not in an audiobook format. So she created a second book of the month account to purchase Beach Reads. Yeah, it, it was just... Everyone is entitled entitled to their own opinions, of course. And I know that romance isn't really Bailey's thing, but like Beach Read was like a really transformative read for me almost. It really like resonated with me. And when Bailey said she didn't like it, I was like, now like I must protect it. I also must own it. And I had only listened to it. I actually think I had listened to it through the library. I don't even think I owned an audio copy of it. And so I was like, I need a copy of Beach Read immediately like for my own sanity and i had already ordered my book of the month that month so i just got a second account so i could order beach read so you know that that tracks really you know that just tracks in general yeah it it should make sense from everything you know about me yes uh so in the episode today we wanted to obviously give a brief overview of what book of the month is if you haven't heard of it i do generally like the service because Oftentimes it shows books I haven't really heard of. It is a pretty good price for like hardcover books that just get delivered to your door. Shipping is super fast for me. And mm-hmm. it gives me essentially like a backlog of books to fill in whenever my holes at the library or there's no like major new releases I'm buying separately. Um, and I can just grab one of my book of the months and read it because oftentimes the library books come up as all of them at once or none of them. Mm-hmm. That is the curse of the library. 
I also originally got it because I, I originally got it way back in my thriller phase. I think that's what 2018 was. And thriller as a genre, if you're not super into it, there are lots of books, but it, it gets to the point where like you've read all the popular ones. And so you just, you need to find either less popular ones or newer releases and you need to like get another source almost because like what people are recommending on Twitter or TikTok or whatever, eventually y- you run out of them, right? Because thrillers are quick reads and book of the month, e- pretty much every month will have a thriller pick. And so I, I'm pretty sure like my first six picks on book of the month were all thrillers. And I think I liked most of them. Yeah, I definitely picked up a number of thrillers um, through book of the month that I might not have read elsewhere but I've also picked up a lot of like contemporary fiction that I feel like I just don't have connections to, like like you're saying, like on TikTok or other ways. So mm-hmm. I've picked up contemporary fiction that way and talked about some of them in depth on the pod before. Yeah, definitely. It's it's it has made me branch out from thrillers. It may be like the first thing that started me branching out from thrillers because there were months where the thriller didn't like look that good to me. And so I just picked a different book. And so it really kind of broadened my genre horizons at a time when I was really stuck in a rut and exposed me to things. And I know Bailey, like you said, there's a lot of really good and interesting contemporary fiction that I probably would not have picked up otherwise. And I think that's kind of the strength of the of book of the month is that, you know, they do have the, the like, popular releases. They they are going to have your Emily Henrys and your Riley Sagers and your um, Casey McQuistons. But they also are spotlighting books that maybe wouldn't get as much press or maybe just wouldn't land directly on your doorstep, so to speak, otherwise. Right. There definitely are some, like, debut uh, authors. Not this month, I don't think, but a lot of months they'll have a a debut author they're highlighting or they'll have like an early release so that you can get the book a little early. They work with that author mm-hmm. um, and it does in some ways broaden and in some ways that we'll get to a little bit later, it's a little more limited. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's talk about some of the, some of the best books we've seen or gotten through book of the month. Again, you, you're going to have your classics, like your modern classic quote unquote, or at least the ones that have so much hype right now. Right. So like the, Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, Anxious People by Frederick Bachman. I got all of those through Book of the Month. And I, I don't remember if they already had all that hype or if they had or if like that was when they were released and the hype came like kind of concurrently or afterwards. But regardless, you probably would have heard of those books if not through Book of the Month, right? Yeah, I mean, I didn't get those books through Book of the Month. I believe I joined after those had already been picks. And so for me, they've always been like add-on options, but I just read all of those separately through either the library or going to the store and picking up books. Mm-hmm. Um, they are definitely the ones that transcended just the recommendations. Although I think probably um, anxious people reached a lot of people it might not have by being mm-hmm. through Book of the Month. I know we were only really clued into anxious people due to our group's love for Beartown. Yeah, our our group is like a is Frederick Bachman stands and Beartown, if you haven't read it, is incredible. Um and so yeah, I will pick up anything that has Frederick Bachman's name on it. And I was very excited for Anxious People and it it's honestly one of my favorite books of the last several years. It's so good. 
Right. And I think we, like I said, we would have found out about it without Book of the Month, but I think that it reached a much greater audience by being in that format. Yeah, I think that is fair. And I'm glad that it did. Same. And then um, I, I read Addie LaRue mostly because of you. <laughs> so not through Which Book I, of the Month. And I read, it, I read it mostly because of TikTok, but I think I got it through Book of the Month after it had been big on TikTok. Right. And then I think there was one other book that I wanted to say was, um, oh, The Lost Apothecary. I feel like that book reached really big momentum on TikTok very briefly, but I definitely think that was driven by Book of the Month, especially given how gorgeous the Book of the Month cover was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. That book was as popular as it was because it's pretty. Yes, I know we all, a bunch of us read it and I liked certain aspects of it and had issues with other aspects of it, but goddamn if it is not just a very pretty book. So pretty. It's the shit you face outwards on your shelves. A hundred percent. And that's, honestly, that's one of the reasons I love Book of the Month. It's super like petty and materialistic, but I really like how they look on the bookshelves with all the little Book of the Month logos lined up next to each other. Um, They're just... The quality is like, I mean, they're not the highest quality books you're ever going to get, but they're they're quality enough, right? Like, they're not going to fall apart on reading them, and they all have like a standardized size, and they just look nice together, so. Right, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that I lent some to my friend Emily for her wedding because the hardcover books matched the wedding color theme, so she used them as the centerpiece parts for her wedding. Mm-hmm. Which is so cool and so clever. Shout out to Emily yes. and Bailey for being a good friend and letting Emily borrow the books. Yes. Well, I mean, I was like, you know, as long as no one spills ketchup on them. <laughs> I guess. Yes, that is the one thing that we need to prevent ketchup. Yep. The, the greatest danger to books. Yeah, that and uh, d- d- do you guys not read while you're eating something with ketchup? You know what? This sounds like a personal problem. Let's not get into it. Um <laughs> I think some of the, the – there's also, like, books that I got through Book of the Month that were really, really good that I definitely probably would not have reached out for and gotten if it weren't for Book of the Month. Mm-hmm. And the 100%. biggest biggest example of that for me is actually the X-Hex. Yeah. I We really – we did the X-Hex for Spooky Month, for Spooky Season. And you, I was surprised at how much you enjoyed that, Bailey, because that's really, like, everything about it externally seems like not your vibe. But well, there's witches. I am glad so. you liked it. Well, yeah, okay. But, like, it was a, it was a witchy romance book, which I yes. know they have to be really good for you to appreciate them. And this one was, so. Right. Well, that, and I, if I recall correctly, that October, there was just really not anything else that interested me at all on Book of the Month. Mm-hmm. So I was like, screw it. We'll try the XX, like. It'll be fine. And I ended up really liking it. And absolutely, if someone had been like, oh, you should read this romance, I would not have read it unless they physically gave me a copy of the book to be like, here, (laughs) try it. And I'd be like, okay, I guess. (laughs) And similar but not as extreme, um, the memoir Crying in H Mart. I'm just not a big nonfiction reader, but Mm -hmm. I hit my like BFF month and they give you a free add on that month. So I was like, you know what? I'll get crying in H Mart. It'll be good to branch out to read something new. And I ended up crying like twice. And I am not a book crier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is both why I am 
excited to read H Mart and why I crying in H Mart and why I have not yet because I am a big crier and so if it made Bailey cry, it's going to emotionally devastate me and I just need to be in the right mindset for it. Completely understand. <laughs> I think we've covered this on the podcast before where I have a habit of charging into books that tend to be like, you know, people mention that they're like emotionally challenging books. I'm like, heck yeah, and I finish it and I'm like, oh wow. Ooh. Ouch. And then, like, a month later, I do it again. So, I don't know. Uh, Yeah. And then The People We Keep. I don't think I read that one. That is one that I got from uh, Book of the Month. And again, it's one that I got mainly because pretty, which, you know. Yeah. I think I've made this joke before, but, like, we've been, we were told as children not to judge books by their covers, but that's pretty much exclusively how I judge books. And I really liked the People We Keep cover. It's got a pretty sun with all the rays are like different pretty colors. I don't know. But it was just, just it was also, it, it was a very histor- pretty. Thank you. Thank you. I feel validated. But it is a historical fiction that kind of reads more like a contemporary fiction. It, it's historical like in the 90s, right? Like it's not like, it's not like the 1890s or anything. But it's about a woman basically just like finding her way in the world and finding love and and satisfaction in her career and it's the kind of thing that almost like i wouldn't normally pick up it's like you were saying with you know the xx bailey i like it's one that i like would read if someone had given it to me but i just wasn't really vibing with the rest of the books that month and it looked pretty and i ended up loving it yeah i mean i think i remember you talking about it and i have not read it yet Mm mm-hmm and then another one that I loved from Book of the Month that I don't know, I don't think you've read this because I think we were just talking about this in the group chat, Bailey, but No Exit by Taylor Adams, which is, it actually is billed on Book of the Month as a horror book instead of a thriller book. But I think at the time I thought it was just a thriller. And it is one of the my favorite like thriller horror books I've read maybe ever, at least in the last several years. And they actually just made it into a movie on Hulu. Uh, and I have not watched it yet because for for me, there is such a deep divide between like reading horror thrillers and watching horror thrillers. And I watched the trailer and it scared me, even though I know the exact plot. So, but I've heard it's good. Yes. I remember talking about it and being like, I did not even hear about this. No, I haven't read it yet. Blah, blah, blah. And then saying I would read it and not having gotten it at the library or anything yet. And also I feel the same way about watching movies. I was just thinking like, oh, maybe I should download it to watch on the plane. And then I'm like, but no, that is Mm -hmm. a captive situation. Do not need to watch a horror film on the plane. So (laughs) certainly not. Maybe maybe we won't do that one. I think I'm just going to watch Marvelous Miss Maisel, but I digress. You should. It's cute. I just got caught up on last week's episodes. Yeah, season four. I haven't watched Mm -hmm. any of season four yet, so I just downloaded it all. So that I can watch it on the plane. I think it's the right level of commitment for plane videos. Yeah, I think that's fair. Plus, once you've caught up, we can talk about it. Yes. I will let you know if I get Wi-Fi on the plane. Okay. I mean, no rush. We can talk about it whenever. But Well, I have to watch all six episodes. So, like, I might not make it all because the flight is not that long if I also want to get some sleep. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, that's fair. All right. On to um, slightly less upbeat or exciting book of the month stuff. We want to talk about the worst books we've gotten from book of the month. And I I don't think that it's the worst books. I think it's the worst 
book. Yeah, and we've talked about this before, if you're a pod fan. No one's going to be surprised. Um, it, we hate The Hunting Wives by May Cobb. And we didn't even get it through Book of the Month, by the way. Neither of us did. I think we both listened to it or got it from the library. Uh, I I did get it through Book of the Month. I have oh, it through okay. Book of the Month. I actually didn't, but I put it on my like to-read list due to it being a Book of the Month book. But not mm-hmm. one that I thought was worth, like, purchasing an add-on for. And boy, howdy, was I correct. Yeah. Um, it... Because I, like, bought it. I can't quite remember why, because it says I bought it in July 2021, and it was not one of the books for that month. I guess it was just an add-on. I don't know why I bought it. I think I just, like, need an extra book, and it said thriller, and that's still my default genre when I just, like, need something. And... I had not read it and you were listening to it for some reason and you were like, this book is terrible. And so that made me actually pick it up. And then I did, I think I got the audiobook from the library so I could listen to it. Power through it, right. It was, it was rough. Yeah, it's just, and to this day, it still amazes me that there's like not that much like bad feedback that I see about it. Mm -hmm. Because we were just blown away by the content, the casual treatment of so many issues, and how it's never even brought up. And it's also just, and I think we've talked about this before, but, like, it takes a lot for me to be bothered by bad writing, right? Like, writing has to be really bad for me to, like, care, because I'm very easy to entertain. It can be, like, totally mediocre and i'll be like whatever if the story is good or whatever but the actual writing of the hunting wives was very bad and i'm I'm sorry to bake Cobb. this is not personal but we did not like your book no and i didn't I, I was more so stuck on like the content being just absolutely off the wall bad and inappropriate mm-hmm. that it was like i that's what initially prompted me to like message you and be like you have to am i going crazy like this book has received so many like positive reviews and stuff and it's just like how are we ignoring this are people sucked in by like the glamour of it i guess Mm -hmm. i don't even know if that's like the right way to say it but like whoo yeah, I don't know. I, I, like, pulled up the Goodreads to, like, scroll through and see if there's anything that I can pick out about why people actually like it, but and I can't. I, I don't understand anything they're saying. Although I did just find this one review that used, like, GIFs, and there's one of, like, oh, it's, like, what if the Real Housewives had a little bit of this, and then it's, like, a girl in a bikini sh- shooting uh, an automatic rifle. Uh, this is, like, uh, the book of the month review salacious gossip check fast read check amazing um just like the narrator pissed me off so many times and then another one is like i wanted to shake sophie she was so clueless that that's part of what made it bad it only has like a 14 percent dislike which shocking to me yeah i think it was the salacious like quote-unquote glamour of it like rich wives who don't do anything but like drink and shoot guns and bikinis etc yeah i don't don't know it we have we don't like this book but you know you know that about us what about um most disappointing reads bailey i know we've talked a little bit about this already today about um the lost apothecary yeah 
I I was not as disappointed in it as you were, but I do think that it was kind of a popular opinion. Like people either really loved it or thought it was totally disappointing. I liked the concept of it a lot. I think the execution had some issues. I and I actually disagreed with like a lot of people who were like, "Oh, the modern part of the story was so boring. It was worthless. We didn't even need that for this to make sense." And I'm like, well, no, if she just put five more minutes of effort into the modern story, we would have had, like, a much better dual timeline. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I thought that was still interesting. I just felt like it it was thrown in as an afterthought because the dual timeline is becoming so popular. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just reading a thread, maybe on the Book of the Month subreddit or maybe somewhere else, about how popular dual timelines are right now. And it is it is kind of weird how ever present they are. And I don't know, like, I don't think there's anything necessarily inherently wrong with dual timelines, but I think that they can be hard to pull off if you don't have a very clear vision. And I think that was the problem is that the modern timeline didn't have a very strong. It just didn't feel like the there was a strong plot driving the modern character at all. Whereas like the historic time frame, there was very strong like character development for those, those plot lines. And so I wouldn't, I, I don't know that I would put it under like most disappointing. I would just say that it didn't live up to the hype, which I think is different than being disappointing sure. in some ways, because some, if I read a book that I know nothing about and it's disappointing, that's disappointing. If I read a book that everyone told me was amazing, so good, oh my gosh, you have to read this, and it didn't live up to that hype, that doesn't mean that the book is, like, actually that disappointing. It just means that I didn't love it as much as everyone else seemed to. Yeah, and it's there's a difference between, like, a book having a lot of hype and then being fine, and a book having a lot of hype and then you hating it, right? And I think that this one was just fine. It was just fine. I still enjoyed it. That makes sense. Concept good, cover pretty just didn't love love it like i think i gave it a like it rating yeah no well it sure looks good on it sure looks good on my bookshelf which is the most important thing probably correct that is all book reading (laughs) is is consumerism yeah yay another pretty disappointing book which to be clear i didn't have like high expectations for in any case was reckless girls by rachel hawkins which was a thriller recently and Mm -hmm. it was just very meh i didn't really believe any of the characters i don't feel that we got to know any of them and then i feel like the big twist the big reveal the thrill was like we spent days and days on this beautiful island smoking and drinking and and then the last like 25 pages they were like haha the reveal is here and not in a good way it came out of nowhere i have not I have not read Reckless Girls, but I do want to say that I just feel very vindicated because when you ordered that one, I was telling you, Bailey, for some reason, Rachel Hawkins's last book, uh, The Wife Upstairs, which was billed as like a thriller retelling of Jane Eyre, I think, for some reason, I like whatever the opposite of imprinting is. I did that on this book. I saw that book and I was like, I hate, I like, I am not going to like that book. I never want to read that book. Something about that book is not for me. And I could not tell you why, because I like Jane Eyre. I like thrillers. The cover was pretty. For some reason, that book was just like, uh, it was like a, a flashing red X in my eyes. And I don't know why. And so you picked up Reckless Girls. And I was like, well, I didn't like her last book. And I was like, although I did not actually read it. And so there's no reason that I didn't like it. But like, I don't think I'm going to like this one either. Um, And I just, I feel vindicated. 
Oh, I remember that. But I, once again, it was like a, a month where there was nothing that stuck out too much to me. So I was like, oh, I'll try the thriller. And I, I mean, I read it in like one sitting. It was a very quick read. It just wasn't, again, if someone had handed me a copy of it, I wouldn't have been too terribly mad. But having paid for it, you know, and been excited to get my book of the month, I was like, eh, okay. It was fine. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't think I've had that many disappointments from book of the month. I think, like I said, I, I'm pretty easy to please. I either like the book is either fine or I love it or I hate it. And I hate very few books. And we've gone over like maybe the one that I can come up with in the last few years. Right. So I think there are lots of books from book of the month that I don't love, but there are very few that I, I dislike or found to be disappointing i would agree that even like classifying reckless girls as disappointing is like feels stronger than i actually felt about it Mm -hmm. Um, yeah i just pulled up my actual like book of the month bookshelf to see which ones i rated most of like about two-thirds of them are love there's one dislike for the hunting wives and i have a, a handful that are are like and it's like people like her by ellery lloyd which i don't think you have read bailey but it's a thriller about like an instagram mom and it's not like my normal cup of tea but like it was an enjoyable read like i probably would never reread it but it was fine and same with for better and worse which is just another thriller that was fine yeah most of these are like maybe i wouldn't read them again but i wasn't disappointed in them yeah and i think that's probably i mean i only have a few like likes ariadne was just a like Mm-hmm. Um, the Golden Couple, A History of Wild Places, those were all just likes. Like, they were pretty good, but they didn't jump out. They weren't, like, amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Almost every single contemporary fiction I have from here is a love. What Comes After, <laughs> Razorblade Tears, The Neighbor's Secret. There are so many of the contemporary fiction ones that I have, like, gotten as my book over the months, but I just... I'm never in, like, the right headspace to read them. And so I have, like, a huge stack of the contemporary fiction ones that I'm excited to read. I still have not finished Damnation Spring. Yeah, that's probably fair. That one seems really heavy. Yeah, and it's, like, pretty long. And actually, I didn't get it through Book of the Month, I don't think. But I got it because of Book of the Month. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the one I want to talk about now is, is the one that sort of surprised me the most. And I'm not... I didn't put it in good books you might have seen elsewhere because, first of all, I've never seen it any elsewhere. And I don't put it in best books because I don't think it was, like, the best book. But I was pretty surprised by the one fantasy book that I have gotten through Book of the Month, The Keeper of Night by Kylie Lee Baker. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a young adult fantasy. It had a pretty unique take. I really liked it. It's not, like, the most amazing thing. I'm not going to run out and tell every fantasy friend to read it. But I was surprised particularly because something I've noticed in the year of being a member of Book of the Month is that they almost never have fantasy choices. And when they do, they're pretty like soft fantasy choices. And by that, I mean, they're not like epics. They're not long, which I get part of that is because fantasy is just super serialized. Most Mm -hmm. fantasy stuff is a, a series and I can see where Book of the Month doesn't want you doesn't want to get involved in a series where you then have to just keep picking the series every month to feel like you're like finishing it or whatever. Yeah, I think that that is definitely a a main issue for trying to get fantasy into book of the month. I also think that there is like a like there's a sweet spot of like 
Uh, maybe not tone, but like there's a vibe that all the book of the month books have, even like the the deeply different ones. And I feel like the vibe is like a suburban mom would pick them up to read them, you know. And I think yes. that the, finding the fantasy that fits into the book of the month vibe is a little bit challenging. Right. And I think that's that's what it is, is that there's just there's not a lot of fantasy that fits into that. And when it does, it's not necessarily something that interests me as a fantasy reader outside of, you know, book of the month. Although I know we both got the cartographers this month, which is mm-hmm. listed as fantasy. So I am excited to see how that turns out. Yeah, it's listed as fantasy. But like you said, I think it's like a, a pretty soft fantasy or like a low fantasy. Like it's it's really- almost like an urban fantasy, I think. That's what I was just going to say, based on, like, the summaries I've read for it, because I haven't read the book yet. It seems like it's a fairly similar to our world setting with, like, one or two fantastical elements and not really, like, a whole full-on new fantasy world. And so that does appeal to a broader audience. Sure. And I don't want to imply that, like, low fantasy or urban fantasy is, like, less than high fantasy. I just wanted to point out that a vast majority of Book of the Month's fantasy picks are going to be more low fantasy more urban fantasy that i have seen and honestly as far as like urban fantasy goes i wouldn't even expect to see something like jim butcher in there not because it's a series with 15 books but just because that is still like too gritty Mm -hmm. it's not like dark and i don't want to pretend that some of these book of the month books as we've already established have like pretty heavy themes Mm -hmm. but it just feels too gritty like it wouldn't be something that the main audience of book of the month would be particularly interested in mm-hmm. uh, which this was kind of my transition into talking about like the genre choices in general for book of the month because mm-hmm. we we asterisked it earlier um so now i'm circling back around yeah so i just feel like generally there are like a handful of genres that are really overserved almost in book of the month like pretty much every single month you can count on having a thriller right and i think there is usually a contemporary fiction or a, or a historical fiction not always both um and then like sometimes you get a sci-fi i feel like you either get a sci-fi or a fantasy there's not a lot of months where you get both. And then there's going to be a romance. And then the fifth one's going to be a wild card, but it's usually going to be like a more serious wild card, like a like a memoir or um, a literary fiction or something like that. Oh, right. Uh, there's, like you said, there's pretty much always at least one thriller or romance. Although this month I noticed that there are, there's a thriller, a true crime, and a mystery. Well, yes. So that that kind of brings us to the big change that they made in March 2022 is now instead of having five books to choose from, you have seven books to choose from. And I know I was really excited about this. And I know a lot of people on like the book of the month subreddit were really excited about this, hoping that it would lead them to like diversify the genre picks a little bit or like have um, a, a slate that felt like vastly different and more expanded. And instead, like Bailey said, they have a thriller and a mystery and a true crime, which are, you know, they're, they're different genres, but they're, they're not that different. <laughs> no, especially, I guess the thing is the mystery book is Lucy Foley's The Paris Apartment. Mm-hmm. And I think it's well established that like a lot of thrillers are mysteries. That's like the thing and that you can have mysteries that aren't necessarily thrillers, but Lucy Foley very much falls into 
the thriller genre. Mm-hmm. Um, the Although true- I'm pulling it up just to just to compare, and I guess on Goodreads, the guest list is listed more as like it's shelved more as a mystery than a thriller, but it's like mystery thriller. Like okay, it's a mystery thriller. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. And then the the true crime one, I I would have to read that before I thought more. But true crime to me, I guess, is the one that's most different. So I can see giving true crime its own genre. But the thriller and the mystery, I was like, "Mm, these all three seem to fit the same niche in the choices. And so when you expand it to seven books, but you just add two that are really similar, I don't don't really know how that... Well, and then two of the other choices are literary fiction and contemporary fiction which i know can be very different um but again it it fills that same kind of like bucket right of like a serious fiction often maybe with heavier themes like Mm -hmm. yeah so it's like there are the three that are like thriller mystery true crime there's the literary fiction contemporary fiction and then there's romance and there's fantasy and so it feels like they gave us seven picks but only like four buckets to pick out of and they didn't increase the number of books that you can get per month so right at least not with like your on the off chance your regular subscription right so on the off chance that you get like really excited about all of these very similar buckets you may not even be able to pick them all up unless you're like katie and you made a spite account <laughs> which i do i should close because i am unemployed and so i should stop spending money yeah that i don't fair. need to <laughs> But that's a different story. Yeah. So I I don't know. It, we'll see how this plays out in future months. Like some months I already had decision paralysis and some months as established, I'm like, man, nothing sounds that great. Uh, but it will be interesting to see if having seven books going forward continues to expand or if we're just going to continue to get like a couple buckets with more than one choice in each bucket. Yeah. I, well, the other thing that I have seen talked about and i don't have any confirmation for for this so this is full speculation hour um but i have seen someone post on the book of the month subreddit that book of the month will start offering audiobooks um apparently it was posted by an admin on the book of the month predictions group on facebook that said it's a quote that says so i just received word with evidence that Book of the Month will have audiobooks soon. I'm not sure if this will start next month or if it will start out as some pilot program, but there will be audiobooks in the future. Also, no word on spoilers yet, but I'll keep you posted as soon as I hear everything. So that, as as a primarily audiobook consumer, is very interesting and exciting to me. But at the same time, I am... I was talking to Bailey about this before we started recording. I hate Amazon and everything that it stands for, but Audible is such a good user-friendly platform that I think it's going to be hard for Book of the Month to, like, create an audiobook platform that, like, effectively competes with Audible. Or even with, like, Libby and the library app are really, like, well done. And I feel like if this is a thing that they're just going to start like giving us audiobooks like i'm i'm wondering how much development has gone into like the delivery of those audiobooks right right and like will I just, it work within an existing app or do we need like major changes to the book of the month app cuz i'm i'm not sure that i would enjoy having like the functions of the subscription and 
the the audiobook in the same app because that's like a lot to pack into one little user interface that already comes off as kind of crowded to me sometimes. Mm -hmm, Totally. And I just think I feel like if this was going to happen soon, that we would have heard more about it previous because it would have been taking them this long to develop the app or whatever they're going to be using to deliver audiobooks. Right. It will be interesting. I also wonder if they're going to do because often as you know you kind of pointed out sometimes they do like special editions of the hardcovers mm-hmm. are they going to use just like what is already available for publishing for these audiobooks i don't know i i'm with you like i don't love supporting amazon but the functionality of being able to just choose a book when i want to with audible is great um i use libby all the time it is a vast improvement over overdrive which is what my libraries mm-hmm. first used when i got into uh ebooks But it is sometimes hard because if there's – I have a lot of books where there's, like, a 14-week wait, and that's, like, before the book is released. And Mm -hmm. so it's just, like, if you're not on top of it or you're not thinking months ahead to what you might want to read, sometimes you have to wait forever. And I'm not very good at waiting forever for books I'm very excited about. Yeah, I have a little, like, Firefly goldfish brain where I want it right now. I'm very – I don't know how to accept delayed gratification. I need instant gratification. Right. That's that's why it's hard. Yeah. I'm reading the Reddit thread about this, and my – one of the comments is like, sounds interesting, but if I'm paying money, I want a physical copy, so I hope they keep that option available. Uh, Do you know how – audiobooks work <laughs> you get to you get to keep it i mean i understand there is a difference but like i i also don't think book of the month is going to take away hardcover books just because they introduced audiobooks i think introducing audiobooks is to expand their consumer base not take away part of it <laughs> yeah for sure um i don't think that there's any world where they would not let you buy a physical book yeah there is also a comment saying, I wonder if they'll do ebooks. And I have to say, I think I would like that as well. Yeah, for sure. I will say, though, like, just for me, like, book reading and book collecting are almost completely unrelated hobbies, right? Like, I like to have physical books. And I know that that is kind of a, a nasty consumerist mindset that I have, but I gotta give myself serotonin somehow. So. If I'm gonna, if my serotonin is by buying books, occasionally I'm just gonna fall prey to that. And um, so for for me, I think even if I don't read as many of them physically, I think I probably will always buy them because pretty. Yeah, I mean, I still like to get like hardcover or paperback books. I, I'm not a hardcover snob. I'll read paperback. I don't care. Um, <laughs> so of- I I don't mind my hardcover snobbery. It has nothing to do with like physically reading them. I'll happily read anything you put into my hands. I like how hardcovers look on a bookshelf. So I'm oh. extra materialistic. <laughs> okay. I just, I'll, continue, <laughs> I'll continue to read it. I don't care what it's like. I think the only thing is like at some point I'm going to run out of book space and I have a very, very hard time getting rid of literally anything. I cannot throw things away. Um, I absolutely have multiple ADHD doom boxes that I don't need these things, <laughs> but I cannot part with them. Um, and sometimes books really fall into that. Like, yeah, these books that were fine and I'm probably never going to reread again, I should not 
keep piled up on my bookshelf because I don't care. Now, there are books, obviously, that I'm going to reread time and time again that I want to keep. Not all book of the month books fall into that category, but like I'm, it's going to be hard to get rid of them. So um, at some point, switching to ebooks would be better because then at least I can waste my digital storage. <laughs> totally. And this is not necessarily, I mean, maybe you'll be interested in the suggestion, Bailey, but this is more just um, kind of circling back to book of the month as a platform, as a community. Book of the Month members will often do like book swaps where like on Facebook, they'll trade uh, for one that they got for one that they didn't get, but maybe still want to read. So there's a really vibrant and interesting community cert like surrounding Book of the Month. Um, I might have to check that out, though, because there are books in the back catalog of Book of the Month that I'd be interested in reading, but not like, again, not worth adding on. And mm-hmm. so I do try to get them from the library. But if there's some books, like, that people didn't get that they might want to trade me for, yeah, I I would be interested in that and working out a yeah. situation with them. You totally should look into it. I think they do it a lot on Facebook. I don't think there is as much book swapping that happens on Reddit. Um, but I don't as get on I Facebook, said, so I wouldn't really know. But Yeah. As I said online with, like, the uh, – or offline before we started this with the – Reddit, I don't really go on it because it seems like the moderation method that they've chosen. Yes, yes. The moderation method that they've chosen is a little too relaxed for me. And so it's just often like a series of people just like posting a picture of their like literal enclosed package. Like, oh my gosh, it's here. And there's like Mm -hmm. three upvotes and one comment. And it's it's just the blue ship shipping box. Yeah, I certainly have thoughts on to how Book of the Month Club subreddit could be a more functional community um right now it's just kind of people posting like bailey said like it's like eight in a row of like they 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 changed to seven picks this month or like screenshotting what books they picked you know which is like it's fine to share your excitement but like there there could be great discussion about like what books people picked and like discussion about each book there could be a pinned auto mod feature it doesn't even need to be auto mod if you can get a a real life moderator to do it but there could be like a pinned thread for like what did you pick this month where people can post those like brief excitement contents that don't have a lot of that don't generate a ton of discussion but you still Mm want to share like that's what Mm -hmm. like a pinned thread is for in like i don't know as as my casual reddit user in my casual reddit user mind I mean, uh, you are right and should say it. Um. <laughs> uh, this is not me volunteering to become a mod of Book of the Month, by the way. If Book no. of the Month mods happen to be out here hearing us, it, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, please don't draft Bailey. We need all her time for the podcast. <laughs> I just I just have a lot of thoughts, um, especially because I feel like there are a few subreddits that I like look at pretty often and have like responded to like mod surveys and gotten an idea of like different methods of moderating and seen changes and seen just how like this could be um as you said like a much more functional community space than it currently is but i also think this comes back to you saying that like the audience for book of the month seems to be like suburban moms mm-hmm. and i, I I don't think suburban moms are really the audience of Reddit. And therefore I think like a lot of the Reddit's etiquette, Reddit, um, and like basic rules don't necessarily get well known within these smaller communities that have a different user base. 
Yeah, that does bring up a good point, though, actually. So I was hoping to kind of wrap up this discussion with like where we think that book of the month could improve or like how it could move to like be more effective for its community. And I think that basically just having a space for that community would be great. Like I don't think that the book of the month app needs to become like a full on social media app, but I think having like hubs for discussions about put about picks other than just like lists of reviews could be really interesting and like a place for people to share like their excitement over getting their books and things like that maybe just like a very basic forum system within the book of the month website app ecosystem could be really beneficial right um like hearkening back to like individual message boards almost Mm -hmm. where it's just like very because a lot of this discussion, like, I'm continuing to scroll, like, a lot of this discussion is is still, like, oh, did anyone read this one yet? I have, like, specific questions or thoughts, like, that I want to know before I, like, buy it. And that'd be a great place where, like, yeah, if you could have a forum within the app that people could ask these, like, simple questions. But I'm also, like, wary of it becoming a full-on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that that's what it needs. And actually, my my original thought was for Book of the Month to just, like, officially take over the Reddit, like, for the mods of the subreddit to be, like, Book of the Month employees to, like, foster discussion, which also would work. But I I just kind of went down that line. I was like, we really only need, like, discussions on each book um, and then, like, a place for people to be like, oh, my gosh, my book shipped. Right. That's what I mean. If there was like a weekly thread or a monthly thread about like what did you get this month, and then you can rotate through other topics. Like, I I think that there's a a good middle line that might be available for like creating more of a community there, without it becoming mm-hmm. a whole thing. And that's also part of the reason I would be hesitant to like use Facebook as a book of the month community because honestly, Facebook tends to be a cesspool for me. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yeah, I I do not get on Facebook. And I don't want to get involved in any more Facebook groups that I'm already in that are like, mm-hmm. just, I don't know. I, the amount of like mundane basic comments I feel like you see all the time, it, like on book of the month. I, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I just found the, like a private group with 22,000 members that seems to be pretty book of the month, but it says there are. Oh, there's no swapping or selling. Go find a, another swap group. Okay, so this isn't what I want. But okay. I don't know. I think in terms of like book subscription models, I like this one, but I've never done anything else. Like I've never done Owl Crate because that seems like slightly less book focused and more like item focused. Katie, I don't know if you know a lot about Owl Crate. Uh, I I do a little bit or like fairy crate or you know whatever all those books that they like come with books or special edition books and it's usually like one or two right and then they also come with stuff like like fandomy merchy stuff right and I'm not sure that that's something I think for me something like Alcrate would just like add up to being t- too much that those things don't have a function and so that's not something that I'm interested in necessarily like looking at this website right now there's one of the things that shows like a little zippered pouch that says no mourners no funerals like don't get me wrong love six of crows have um a six of crow shirts katie and i have matching ones she purchased them for us (laughs) um but that pouch would i wouldn't end up doing anything with it really especially as like i used to be 
a member of like Ipsy and Birchbox, those like trial cosmetics and beauty ones. And they came with a little pouch every month. And so I have a bunch of those. I already use them. Like one of them holds like chargers. One of them holds like tampons. One of them holds like little hair accessories when I travel. There's a finite amount of little stuff that I can Mm -hmm. deal with. Yeah, I agree completely. I think a lot of that stuff is cute. And I think there are like months where I would like the owl crate and like the stuff that comes in owl crate. But certainly for me and my lifestyle, like I do not need every month's stuff. You know what I mean? And I I feel like personally, I'm just not reliable enough to cancel every month. So if I sign up for a subscription, it has to be one where I am willing to get it every month. um, Yes. Because I will forget to cancel. I will as well. And also like looking at some of these, there's some things that I'm like, that I think are like really cool. Um, A darker shade of magic inspired book tin. Uh, It's black London. Uh, The bone season inspired lip balm, which the bone season is a Samantha Shannon book that I have not yet read, but have owned for almost two years now. (laughs) And then there's like a pillowcase inspired by a court of thorn and roses which is something that I would just like never, ever be interested in or like washi tape. I just, I would have to, I would want the ability to look at each individual thing in the book before I ordered it. And I don't think that's an option. Mm-hmm. And then I know there's um a Luma crate. I think it's like another very similar concept. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I'm happy to get the books every month, but I am not on board for a thing subscription every month especially now that i like canceled all those other thing subscriptions yeah yeah i agree um i think that there is a lot of value in those other types of subscriptions and i i am sure that people who get them really love them um just not not something for me personally right i'm not trying to knock people who love these crates and who go for them every month they're, all the stuff in it is beautiful and appears to be, like, really well thought out and connected, except for the dick soap was in one of those subscription boxes once. But, like, that's neither here nor there. Which one day we will one day we will get to the dick soap. Yeah. It's just not something that I need within my book community right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just think that the, the it serves a different function, right, than the book of the month model. And it serves a function that Bailey and I do not need. Um, I like the book of the month model where we can pick from stuff um i think that it's largely a really done really well done company a really well done subscription service i think other than like adding to or building up a community i think the one thing that they could really improve on for me is just diversity in genre i think something they do really well that we didn't shout out is they do a really good job providing diverse content and diverse authors um and so i really would just want to make sure to highlight that they do a great job there. But I think just widening that diversity of genre um, each month would be a huge improvement. Yes. And I think that's probably my biggest takeaway from like this whole discussion and this whole episode and being a member for a year is that if we could expand the, the sort of genre options and get more buckets or have the buckets be bigger, mm-hmm. especially for like fantasy and things like that, I would be happy to see it but i also understand that there are like limitations to the amount of stuff they can do and maybe as i said earlier we'll see this seven book change expand more and offer more options but it certainly has still introduced me to a lot of stuff that i would not have considered reading 
or had not heard of because even without purchasing them through Book of the Month, we have both added a number of books to our to-be-read lists based off mm-hmm. of the monthly picks for Book of the Month. Yeah, 100%. I think they do a good job of curating like what's exciting that's releasing around then. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoy Book of the Month. I will continue to have it. I probably will cancel my second account because it just seems financially irresponsible. Um, right. But what are you going to do? Right. And I will continue to have it until... and. If and until they start to do something that's just totally off the wall, hopefully next month there's something more exciting. It would be um, really interesting if they kind of released them a little bit early and I was still on my trip and then came home to New Book of the Month. I know that's not going to happen, but (laughs) maybe I'll go make a Reddit post about it. Wouldn't it be cool? (laughs) If this happened for me specifically, I think it would be cool because as always, we are right. And we should say it. a glass of wine let's start reading in between the lines never know what we might find yeah it could be magic oh 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 oh